Welcome back to Mascot Talk, a college football podcast. You got your host Carson here with Bridger. Um, we actually got quite a bit of just solid games here uh, this upcoming week. Not a ton, probably not as much as we had last week or the week before, but still a lot of solid competition this weekend. So, uh, Bridge, w- without further ado, man, let's just get right into it. Let's just start off with Notre Dame at Syracuse. Um, Bridge, what, what are your thoughts on this game? I think that uh, this is going to be a pretty good game. It's at Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse is only a two and a half point favorite. They just took their first loss last week against Clemson. And, you know, um, I've seen Notre Dame getting better every week since they started, um, with exception to the Stanford game. I mean, they have two ranked wins early. They beat North Carolina, the only team to beat North Carolina. They also beat BYU, who was ranked 16 at the time. Uh, they they played Ohio State tough. Um, you know, I think Notre Dame is really close to being good. They just – the quarterback position's been killing them this year. But, you know, their defense is – I'd say their defense is pretty stout. I mean, I don't know if they've gotten enough credit this year. Um, but they, they held that, well, first they held Ohio state to only 21 points and then they held North Carolina to 32 points. And, um, you know, I think that their defense is going to do good in this game and offensively, um, I think that they can do just enough. I I'm going to go with Notre Dame. Um, and you know, obviously it could go either way, but. I think Syracuse has had kind of an easy road so far this year, and then they just, you know, it's debatable. They could have beat Clemson last week, so maybe they're better than I'm giving them credit for. But um, this is for some reason I just feel like Notre Dame's going to take care of business in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this game this game's going to be really interesting for me because I think Notre Dame's defense has really been what's been able to win them some games uh since you know their starting quarterback went down drew pine hasn't played terrible uh numbers wise but just they just haven't been an explosive offense this year they just haven't been able to sustain drives uh syracuse is really good on defense only allowing um 294 total yards of offense a game however i'm kind of with you i think Coming off of a loss, especially the way that they lost that game against Clemson last week, I mean, that's got to be really demoralizing, right? Like you're up 21 to 10 against the number four team in the country on the road and you end up losing the game because you're one of your D linemen makes a bonehead play. So I just think that Syracuse is still trying to morally recover from what should have been a victory in my eyes. And I just feel like Notre Dame just slowly but surely been getting a lot better as the weeks go on. And with a backup quarterback, uh, they've been able to do, you know, just enough. And yeah, besides the Stanford game, they've been four and one in the last five games. So I do think that they will be able to pull off the victory in Syracuse as well. I feel like Notre Dame's slowly but surely going to end up probably being eight and four, five and seven or seven and five, sorry. And, and a good seven and five and eight and four team. So yeah, I'm, I'm picking the fighting Irish in this one as well. I just think that in the end, Syracuse is just still going to be 
you know, loomy and gloomy over that loss last week. And I think it's going to play a factor in this game. So. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I think uh, the next game that, that we wanted to make picks on was the Oklahoma State at Kansas State game. What What are your thoughts on that game? Yeah, this this game's going to be really interesting. And I I want to pick Oklahoma State outright because I really do think that they are a really good team. However, Kansas State is a really good 5-2 and two team. I mean, they shouldn't have lost to Tulane and they shouldn't have, or I mean, they were up against TCU last week and just couldn't pull it off. And, but mostly in factor because Adrian Martinez, their starting quarterback was out for a a good chunk of that TCU game. So I think if Adrian Martinez plays this game, I think Kansas state has a really good shot at winning. I just, I, I don't know. There's something in, I just want to pick Oklahoma State. I think I am just because I think Spencer Sanders has been playing really good football as of lately. Uh, he's already sur- surpassed the 2,000-yard mark th- throwing the ball. Um, and I just feel like Oklahoma State has done a, I mean, fairly decent job at stopping the run, and that's really what Kansas State is built upon. So if I think if you can force Adrian Martinez to throw the ball, I know he hasn't thrown any interceptions this year, but he also just hasn't thrown the ball really at all. They've been able to use his legs with along with Deuce Vaughn in the backfield. And, and I do think Deuce Vaughn could arguably be one of the best backs in the nation, but I just, I don't know, for some reason I'm going to pick Oklahoma State, but it really could go either way in this game. I just, I don't know. I have a feeling that if, if Kansas State's questionable with Adrian Martinez and if he's not fully healthy to go in this game, I just feel like Oklahoma State's going to be a little bit too much. Yeah, I've I've actually been surprised by um, what Oklahoma State's offense has been able to do this year. Um, but I didn't think that they would be so good. And you bring up a good statistic. The fact that Spencer Sanders has two, over 2,000 yards throwing the ball um, with 15 touchdowns, uh, that's actually kind of a surprise to me. Uh, like I, I've always thought that Spencer Sanders was like a solid quarterback, but I never thought that he was like, I guess that good of a quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. At least what he's done so far. So I, I like, I am genuinely surprised. Um, I mean, offensively, they're they're averaging 466 yards a game. Um, that's that's impressive. Uh, I mean, you're you're getting up once you're up that high, you're getting close to like Ohio State, Oregon, um, you know, Tennessee, Alabama. Those those really good offenses that are just above the 500 mark. So, not to compare that that offense with those offenses, but um, still impressed, you know. But the big thing here to me is that their defense is also allowing almost just as many yards as what their offense is putting up. And so, you know, Oklahoma State has gotten in like a few shootouts, I guess, in the last um, few weeks. And, you know, I think it's – I think, you know, they they bounced back. They beat Texas. That was a good win. But I think Kansas State at home 
this week is going to be a little too much. Uh, Kansas State's only a one and a half point favorite, so you know I'm I'm gonna pick Kansas State, but I'm kind I'm with you. I kind of want to pick Oklahoma State, but uh, I just think if Adrian Martinez plays, Kansas State at times has just looked unstoppable offensively. I mean. Referring back to the Oklahoma game specifically, what they did in that game was just outrageous to me. But yeah, I I'm gonna pick Kansas State um, to win. But I don't know. Something in me tells me Oklahoma State might win. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely gonna be a really good game, and I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas State wins because Kansas State you're right bridge with Adrian Martinez healthy and at the helm they've been in a they've been a really explosive offense this year yeah, but it's actually weird because they only average 28 points a game but it seems like it's been more than that um yeah like that's actually kind of surprising to me it's only 28 points i guess at times they they have stalled offensively this year um when their offense isn't firing, like that's, I guess that's kind of when they really go downhill. Um, like Tulane, when they play Tulane, they could only score ten points. Uh, Iowa State, when they played Iowa State, they only scored ten points, and they somehow they still won. Iowa State's offense is is really bad this year, but um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Kansas State, but. I wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma State won. All right. Yeah, it's it's going to be a really good game. I think one of the most exciting games this weekend for sure in terms of it's really going to be really close. Um, all right, now moving to the Big Ten, we got Ohio State at Penn State. This this game is always a really good game. I always feel like whenever Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan play each other, uh, it's always really good. And so – I mean, Ohio State comes in this game as a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. And with how their offense is playing, I really don't see how anyone could argue, you know, whatever the point spread may be. It kind of makes sense. I do think Penn State, though, at home is going to give Ohio State a good a good look here in the first probably half. But like I said, with C.J. Stroud, with Igbuka and Marvin Harrison Jr., who Marvin Harrison Jr. is one of my favorite players to watch this year for sure, I just I can't it's gonna be really hard for me to to pick against the Buckeyes. I mean, even if it is a close game, I'm still picking the Buckeyes. I just don't see Penn State. I mean, Nick Singleton and you know the, those running backs that they have at Penn State are are really good. However, I just don't think that if Sean Clifford needed to throw the ball a ton. He, he wouldn't really be able to do it because he doesn't have the weapons offensively that Ohio State has. I understand it's in Happy Valley. It's an extremely tough place to play. That's why I think it's going to be close for probably the first half. But I bet Ohio State pulls away in the second half. That 15.5 looks pretty good. I, would, I, I, I think they'll cover the spread there. Ohio State will. And yeah, I just, I mean... Uh, James Franklin's just going to have to figure it out one way or another, but I just don't think looking at these two teams, I just don't think Penn State comes up with the win. I think it's, I mean, I'm just, this is going to be hard 
to to pick against Ohio State this year with the offensive weapons that they have. Yeah, I agree. I think it might be a different story if like Ohio State's defense wasn't very good. Um, but Ohio State's defense is pretty pretty dang solid this year, or at least so far. And I know they haven't really played any uh, stellar offenses by any means, so maybe some stat padding going on there. But um, they've also played a lot of backups, and they're still uh, a good defense so statistically. Um, but yeah, I, I'm interested to see a few things. Um, the first thing I, I'm kind of interested in is just to see if Jackson Smith and Jigba plays. Uh, last week, they said that he was on a snap count, and he kind of came out of the game like limping and on a hamstring injury. Um, like usually, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've had a, I've had a pretty bad hamstring injury before, and like it's pretty hard to recover from. So, you know, I, I don't know if he retweaked it. Um, Ryan day after the game said that he was fine. They've also stated again this week that he will play, but he'll still be on the snap count. I'm just interested to see that. Cause I think that offense has a much higher ceiling with, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba on the field. Um, and then too, I I'm interested to see, uh, how Ohio State's defense does against uh, an offense that can do more than any other offense that they've played this year and how they hold up. And then three, uh, how Ohio State can respond on the road in a in a big environment in Penn State. So I think that there's a lot of doubters out there um, about this Ohio State team, and I might be one of them, but we just – uh, have to see how they kind of respond to those things before we can make any judgments. Uh, I think it's a different game than uh, what uh, Michigan had a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, it's it's a very hostile environment. And, you know, James Franklin's 1-7 and seven against Ohio State and since he's been the, the head coach at Penn State, but he's also 6-2 and two against the spread. So this game always seems to be close, no matter how good or bad Penn State is. For some reason, they just always bring their A game against Ohio State. So I'm gonna, I'm with you. I, there's no way you can pick against Ohio State in this game logically, uh, but I do think that Penn State might cover the spread. Um, so I, I'm gonna pick Penn State to cover the spread, but I'm gonna pick Ohio State to come out with the win. Um, and so, yeah, and again, I'm just I, I'm interested to see how uh, those few things go in this game. I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Bridget. It's it's going to be a good game, and but yeah, Ohio State in the end just too good, just too explosive, and they'll get. I'm the a win. little surprised by the 15 and a half point spread. Honestly. Yeah, I honestly thought it might be a little bit higher just because of, I mean, Ohio State still has a good rushing attack, and we saw what Michigan was able to do when Penn State actually played a good running team. So I I, I was a little surprised that it's a little bit lower, but I guess I could maybe understand just because it's on the road and maybe not at home for Ohio State. But either way, I, I don't think Ryan Day should be worried about the spread, I mean, I, I don't see any way how Penn State wins this game. Yeah, well, you're, you're on your way to Michigan tonight. Um, 
going yeah. to this Michigan <laughs> Michigan State game. What yeah. what are you what are you looking forward to there? So this will be my first time actually, you know, watching a game other than a Pac-12 or Mountain West game in person. Um, so this will be really cool atmosphere, especially Big Ten. Um, and normally Michigan State's good, right? This year they've just been atrocious, and we've addressed them on multiple occasions. But I think this is going to be a really good game because I feel like with Michigan losing the last two to Michigan State, it it, it seems like it really is going to be a really good game. I'm I'm going to obviously pick the home team um, in Michigan in this one. I just don't see how Michigan State's even going to keep up. I mean, even if they were able to do anything on offense, Michigan's defense and defensive line is just so much better than Michigan State's O-line. One of the worst O-lines in the country give up the most pressures and sacks in the Big Ten. Like, I just, I mean, it's going to be a really cool environment because, you know, with any rivalry game, I don't really think it matters what the records are. Both teams want to beat each other equally. I just think that from what we've seen from Michigan and how they were able to handle Penn State, and Michigan State's really gotten manhandled by everyone that they've played except for the two MAC teams that they played at the beginning of the year and then a really bad Wisconsin team that they played at home as well. But you could argue that, I mean, if it wasn't for Wisconsin making some dumb turnovers, Wisconsin should have won that game. So I feel like Michigan's going to win. I feel like Blake Corum is just going to have another big game like he did against Penn State. Um, I'm excited to see the atmosphere though. It's going to be a blue out in the, in the Michigan stadium. So that'll be something that they've never done before. So I'm really excited to go. I mean, I'm, my dad's a big Michigan fan, so it'll be fun uh, to go with him. But yeah, I just don't think Michigan state really, I mean, with Michigan being as pissed off as they are for losing the last two against Michigan state, I just don't see how Michigan state's going to come in here and shock the world and beat Michigan. What are your thoughts on the 23 point spread? <laughs> um I I think Ohio I, State was like a 32 points favorite. Yeah, yeah. And I mean I'm pretty sure Michigan Ohio State. Exactly. So I mean, I think it's I think that's the lowest in my opinion that they should go is 23. I feel like Michigan at home is going to be way harder to beat than Michigan on the road. I mean, last year, if we remember last year, right, Michigan was winning 33-13 to 13 at one point in the game before Michigan State made that surge. So if Michigan would have just cleaned up things, they would have been they would have beat Michigan State by 20-plus on the road last year. So I just, uh, I've just been following all the Twitter beef and, and everything between this game because I'm really excited to watch it in person. But I've just, I've just seen just how just – angry that Michigan was that they they blew that game they're more mad at themselves than they were at Michigan State and so I just I think Michigan's gonna beat them I I don't know if they'll they might cover the spread I I'll say sure just because they're at home but it I mean who knows is it's a rivalry game but I just think yeah I think Michigan's probably gonna win by three touchdowns or more yeah I think that Michigan is going to be definitely too much for Michigan State. Um, no surprise there. Michigan State's defense is just horrible. Uh, there's no way that Michigan can't just do whatever they want to this Michigan State defense. Um, you know, even Ohio State ran the ball 
pretty well against Michigan State. Michigan State's just defense overall, all around, hasn't been good uh, all year. So I think that Michigan's going to be able to run the ball uh, and still just win this game running the ball, kind of like they did against Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I do think at some point, uh, you know, J.J. McCarthy, he hasn't been a real threat, like, down the field passing yet. So mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see if, you know, if they test him and maybe take some shots down the field just because they know that the secondary is not good. Um, you know, you'd think that they would at least try some of that just because, um, you know, they, they need to get J.J. McCarthy some experience because, you know, when they, when they do go to play Ohio State, they're going to need to be able to throw the ball downfield at some point. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm interested to see that. I think I think Michigan can win this game easily. I don't really see an upset brewing uh, by any means. I think that this is another one of those games, though, that every once in a while you get a really bad Michigan State team that can somehow just play the game really tight and, like, they can make it close. Um, I don't know if this is one of those years just because Michigan's – uh, offensive line is is arguably the best offensive line in the country, just like they were last year. Um, probably even better than they were last year. And then, you know, you still have Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, great running backs. So I think worst comes to worst, uh, Michigan's just going to run the ball all over them. So um, I'm going to pick Michigan to cover the spread as well. I think that um, it could be more than 23 points. Um I think it'll most likely be more than 23 points that Michigan wins by. So, um, yeah, Michigan State just doesn't have really any weapons offensively that they can even come close to keeping up. I mean, they couldn't do anything against Ohio State offensively. I don't think they'll be able to against Michigan either. Yeah, and I and I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan tries to take more downfield shots with J.J. McCarthy as well in this game because Michigan State's secondary ranks 131st in the country. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't doubt it if we saw Michigan take a lot more deep shots you know, off of play action after they can suck up Michigan State a little bit. So I think Michigan State's probably going to have to sell out on the run just because that's going to be the only way to keep the game. I mean, or, or something, but yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, they're going to have to have like seven or eight in the box. I exactly. Mean, and there's no way they can stop Michigan's running attack just with their uh, front four or five. Obviously, nobody can. Um, yeah, and then you, and then that just leaves you with one option. What do you do? Leave your corners and your safeties and man-to-man coverage. Which are the uh, worst in the country, yeah. In the country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that that matchup doesn't uh, add up well for Michigan State, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It'll be fun though. I'm I'm excited to go for sure. But uh, moving on now, we got the SEC. We wanted to touch up on the Florida Georgia game. This game's always really cool to watch. Um, it's played in Jacksonville. For any of you who got, who don't know, uh, Georgia looks to be a twenty two and a half point favorite. However, with how Georgia's played in the last couple of weeks, um. And 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 remember, Bridge, me and you kind of talked about this. When Anthony Richardson can actually have a decent game, they have a shot. I wouldn't be surprised if this game is within 14 points or less. I will still pick Georgia, though, because I just 
I don't think there's a team out there that can beat Georgia besides Tennessee, but I also think that Georgia shouldn't be the number one team in the country right now. So I think Florida, because all they're hearing right now, right, is how crappy or how great Georgia is and and all this stuff. And and if we remember, Florida still, I mean, they're not a horrible team, right? As long as Anthony Richardson can take care of the ball, they they play teams really good. Look what they did. They beat Utah, right? So like I said, I don't expect them to win this game. However, I will say that I wouldn't be surprised if this game is 14 points or less. In I mean, Georgia's still going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a two-score or less game. Yeah, it, it's funny. Everybody talks about these teams that haven't played anybody, and I actually haven't heard Georgia really come up very often. But if you look at Georgia's schedule, it's actually pretty bad. Um, you know, they they played Oregon week one. We all know what happened. Uh, blowout blowout game Um, but since then the teams that they've played Samford South Carolina Kent State Missouri Auburn and Vanderbilt I mean they've played all of the worst teams in the SEC the bottom three teams in the SEC Um, well I guess South Carolina might not be bottom three but in my books they are (laughs) I mean (laughs) <laughs> they, yeah, they they're not Spencer that good Rattler at quarterback and <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean but either way like South Carolina still shouldn't be ranked in my books either but um you know and then Samford and Kent State and when you look at the you know, obviously there's been a lot of talk about the Kent State Missouri teams that they played because those were two down games that they had um and then since then they've taken care of business for sure um, but having said that, you know, Florida is going to be on a different level than what Vanderbilt, Auburn, and Missouri, and even Kent State have been the la- their last four weeks. Um, I think one thing to note here is uh, that both teams are coming off of a bye week. It's actually uh, similar. It, it's kind of weird. Um, so Michigan State and Michigan were both coming off of a bye week as well. So. Um, I don't know how often that happens that these rivalry teams have a bye week the week before the rivalry, but um, that's not that's not like common, is it? I don't think they plan that. I, I don't think so. I mean, it was unique because Oregon and UCLA had both come off bye weeks too, so it's it's kind of been interesting. Like all these big matchups are coming off of bye weeks, but I don't think normally it's it's, it's yeah, just I don't think that's planned. Be, I think it just lined up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's something to keep in mind, both teams coming off of a bye week. Um, you know, if Georgia comes out of the, comes out of the bye week and offensively, they're a little bit rusty in Florida for whatever reason, um, Anthony Richardson's playing really good and their offense just starts clicking. I could actually see Florida putting up a a pretty good fight in this game. Uh, especially if Georgia doesn't come out fast, if Georgia comes out fast and just takes it out of Florida, then, uh, that's kind of what Georgia does. If if they can do that and keep it clo- or it get a big lead in that first half, then obviously uh, Georgia's odds of winning uh, go through the roof, and they almost always win when they do that. But you know, I, I just I'm curious to see which Georgia team we get. Are we going to get Georgia that almost lost to Missouri, or are we going to get uh, Georgia that blew Oregon out of the water? You know. Mm-hmm. I, I 
kind of want to, you know, I, I don't think that Georgia is going to cover the spread. I really don't. I think that uh, Florida isn't a terrible team. Um, and Florida hasn't even lost a game this year uh, by more than 10 points. So, you know, and Florida played Tennessee tough. Got to remember that too. Like Florida and Tennessee was a really close game. Uh, The whole game, it was close. Uh, They played LSU tough, and LSU is a great team. And so, but it's still Georgia. I just don't think they'll cover the spread. I think Georgia will win. I just don't think they'll cover the spread. Um, But I'm I'm actually excited for this game. I think it's going to be better than than what a lot of people think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with you, Bridge. Uh, next big game, we got Kentucky and Tennessee. And if a lot of you don't know, these two are actually pretty big rivals. Um, it just so happens to be that finally we get a matchup where it's like both teams are decently good because normally it's one's really good and one's really bad. So um, Tennessee actually wearing all black and orange unis, kind of looking like Halloween out there. It's going to actually be really cool uh, to see. Um, I yeah, know a lot of people. I know a lot of people are picking Kentucky f- to upset Tennessee. I just, I'm not. I, I just think that this year, I'm going to say that this year, the toughest place to win at for an opposing team is going to be Neyland Stadium, just because of how well Tennessee's been doing and how loud their crowd can get when they're actually doing good. Um, I just don't find any like I just do not see a way that Kentucky's gonna win this game. I don't think Will Levis is playing better than Hendon Hooker. I would argue that Hendon Hooker's playing as good as anybody right now in the country. Uh that Tennessee offense is going to be a nightmare for Kentucky because Kentucky hasn't played an offense like this. Granted Kentucky's defense is a little bit better. So I I mean I could see this game being like a Tennessee 10 point victory, 14 point victory. I don't think it's going to be like a blowout but I just do not see a way that ten or that Kentucky is going to win this game just because, in my opinion, with the QB matchup especially, Hendon Hooker is by far and away better than Will Levis, in my opinion. So I'm going with the yeah, Volunteers. Yeah, I, I think this is the most interesting game of the week. Um, I really do. I think it's the hardest game to predict because there is so much hype and excitement surrounding Tennessee right now that we might be overlooking a few things like how bad their defense actually is and things like that. They uh, offensively, obviously they are incredible, but there have been times when they've been a little bit slow offensively, just like any other team. So I, I'm interested because uh, Kentucky's offense hasn't been great this year. Uh, but Tennessee, Tennessee's defense is pretty bad. Uh, their secondary ranks uh, like 129th. It might have gotten better since they played UT Martin last week, but um, they still gave up 24 points to UT Martin. So uh, I, I don't know. I definitely think Tennessee's going to win. I don't think they cover the spread. I think it's going to be another close game. But the fact that it's at home, I think that you nailed that point. Um, I think that's a that's a big factor in this game. I don't think it's going to be easy for anybody to win in Neyland Stadium just because, obviously, 
the emotion behind this team right now is, uh, you know, I, their fan base is on cloud nine. Uh, they haven't been this good. And it is the first time they beat Alabama in 15 years. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's going to be really hard for Kentucky to go into Nayland Stadium and, and get a win. Um, but I I think it'll be a close game. I just don't think Kentucky will be able to pull it off. Um, and I've heard talk that uh, Cedric Tillman might be coming back this week for Tennessee. That's their, uh, believe it or not, uh, Jalen Hyatt isn't their best wide receiver. It's actually Cedric Tillman. So uh, there's talk of him being back. And that offense, uh, pretty similar to Ohio State, with him in there, they 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 have a new ceiling, and so, um, but yeah, twelve and a half point spread. I I think Tennessee wins by ten, um, maybe eleven. Maybe, maybe they win by eleven. I don't know if they win by uh, more than that, but they definitely could. Uh, when that offense is clicking, it's it's definitely the one of the top two in the country. So. Um, but Kentucky does have a good defense statistically. So uh, I'm interested to see how these two teams match up. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It's it's going to be a really good game for sure. All right, the last game we in Bridge wanted to highlight for this weekend is Ole Miss at A&M, Texas A&M. Um, I, listen, Ole Miss right now is is favored by two and a half, I believe, two and a half points. However... I, there has been nothing that I've seen this year, whether it be from that supposedly super awesome five-star quarterback, true freshman that they have. I mean, I haven't seen a quarterback at A&M even remotely be able to throw the ball down the field with accuracy and precision and consistency this year. I think A&M's kind of a, a just not a good team this year. I'm going to be, I'm going to say it. I I don't think they're that good. I think that if Ole Miss wins this game, we're going to be hearing talks of Jimbo Fisher getting fired because that means Texas A&M will have gone three and five with a supposedly the greatest recruiting class ever in college football history. And they're going to go three and five. And, and even if they win, they're only going to be four and four like this. I just feel like Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin. I mean, Lane Kiffin, is a really good offensive genius. Um, last week, they they started really good against LSU and just couldn't necessarily put it together. Uh, listen, LSU's offense is able to score the ball. Texas A&M's has not been able to score the ball all year. Texas A&M only averages 21.9 points per game, and they're giving up 20.4. That's a that's a one point. That's a 1.5 di- plus in in points differential. So I'm I'm just going to say this right now. Ole Miss is going to win, and we're going to hear Jimbo Fisher probably going to get canned at by the end of this year. I'm not even joking when I say that because of how bad he's been underperforming at A&M. I'm going to say L- yeah, Ole Miss Texas wins, Ole Miss wins by double digits. Ole Miss wins by double digits this weekend. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Ole Miss wins this game easily. I I'm I'm a little surprised by the two point spread. I think Ole Miss is clearly clearly the better team. Texas A and M offensively, they can't do anything, and Ole Miss's offense is very good. Uh, they do everything well. They run the ball. 
uh, really well. They they almost run the ball better than they pass the ball, and that's kind of interesting for a Lane Kiffin offense. Um, but the one uh, kind of you know, caveat to this game is that Texas A&M's defensive coordinator was the defensive coordinator at Ole Miss last year. And so um, this is his first year at A&M, and that could play a role in – how Texas A&M's defense can hold Ole Miss, but um, even with that, even if Texas A&M can get a few stops offensively, they just can't do anything. So, um, yeah, I, I don't see how this game is going to to be uh, in Texas A&M's favor by any means. Obviously, it's a home game for Texas A&M, and they are a little bit better when they play at home, but they also lost to App State at home this year. So... Um. Yeah, there, there's just no way that Texas A&M can come out of this game with a win, in my opinion. Uh, Ole Miss is just going to be a little too much. But yeah, talking about Jimbo Fisher, they're in a in a tough situation with him because they just gave him ninety five million dollars. So, uh, or on his contract. So his buyout right now is eighty five million. That that would be the the highest buyout of any coach in college football history um, that got fired. I mean that's that's an outrageous amount. And then not only would they have to give up eighty five million, they'd have to go uh, find somebody else and pay him probably just as much. So it, even if they waited till next year to do it, it's still a seventy five million dollar buyout next year. So. Yeah, Texas A&M's in a tough situation because Jimbo hasn't done what they wanted or what they were hoping he would do when he got there. Uh, And at the end of the day, like if they can't do the buyout, they're just going to have to make a complete uh, staff change. Uh, They need to hire like an offensive coordinator, somebody that can play call. And we've seen other great coaches do that in the past. Uh, It's just... Uh, Jimbo's not good enough. He's not, obviously not getting the job done doing that himself. And so uh, they, they need to do something different. I don't know if it's going to result in Jimbo being fired or if it's going to be a new hire or whatever it is. They need to do something because this team ranks uh, fourth on the ESPN uh, talent composite ranking. Uh, they're, they're supposedly the fourth most talented team uh, in the country. So yeah, there, there's gotta be something that changes because this team's not going to make a bowl game this year. And, uh, that's definitely not the season that they were hoping for when they started out ranked number six, I think. So yeah, it's, there's no way this game is even close, but yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I just, it's, it's going to be difficult decision time in college station for sure next year you know so um but yeah i i agree bridge i think Ole Miss is is just going to be too much to handle this weekend but uh thank you guys so much for for tuning in this week um sorry we have to kind of cut the show a little bit shorter than we normally do just because i got to get going uh heading out to ann arbor so uh, it'll be good, but um, we'll definitely have the show back up for you guys, hopefully on Monday night. Uh, if not Monday night, then Tuesday night for sure, because I do get back Monday night. But uh, thank you all so much for, for tuning in, and we will see you all next week.